Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise M. Walker, author, um, speaker, and founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy overcomers, purpose with an eternal perspective as we focus on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only hope there is. Let us open with a word of prayer and then we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you once again for this time. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. Father, we ask, Lord God, that as we journey through the words, the vision that you have given to your scribes and those that you have given a vision to write, God, as we journey, Father, help us to see you, know you, and draw nigh to you closer and closer still lord as we study as we go through even your word in the name of jesus we pray amen again thank you for joining me for another episode of hope in christ with denise here on kingdom influencers broadcast this week we will begin a new journey on hope in christ with denise um as many of you know we i have two podcasts um hope in christ with denise and also building literacy and true identity. So as we near the end of the year and going into the new year, we will begin to do book studies and author's corner on Hope in Christ with Denise. And then from there to um, go on building literacy and true identity, where we will study the word and um, use biblical strategies and different strategies um, for reading God's word and breaking it apart for ourselves so those are the two podcasts so tune in to Hope in Christ with Denise on on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m and then Building Literacy in True Identity on Saturday mornings um, at 10 a.m where we will be breaking down the word we'll be breaking down the word of God and then on Hope in Christ with Denise again we will be um, doing book studies of Christian literature, of course, and um, then we will do an author's corner every two weeks so that we will highlight authors and ministers and um, different people that God has just called to do his will. Not just authors, but um, we will call them agents of hope um, on the podcast. So tune in. Um, for that I decided to do that um, because I love love Christian literature and as much as possible I want to highlight it because God has given great vision to many um, people and so we want to highlight those things so we're going to begin with um, a book that I chose um, for us to begin with and again we will do the book study um, every other week and then every other week on the podcast, we will do um, an agent of hope, um, an author, a minister, an editor, someone that is um, doing um, God's business in the marketplace. And so we will begin today with Experiencing God by Henry T. Blackaby and Claude King. Um, many of us are familiar with Experiencing God. Um, it's a journal um I call it a journal because you have questions and things that go with it, but it's uh, actually a devotional and um, 
it again it includes study questions it's called experiencing god and we're going to begin with um the first chapter the first chapter of experiencing god so what i'm going to do is is a little different from how some people may do um reviewing books on their podcast i'm actually going to go through the first part of um experiencing god chapter one and what i highlighted in those key points and then i'm going to go through what i actually did in the first lesson and it, as you can follow along if you like the book we can continue in it together um or you know you can do it at a later time but i wanted to share um the different books that god has just blessed me with by many many authors so with experiencing god chapter number one the key verse is this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent that is john 17 and 3 again this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent john 17 and 3 so chapter one starts with knowing god by experience and hence the title experiencing god knowing god by experience some of the key things in this first chapter are um, the very first paragraph where it says jesus said that eternal life is knowing god including god the son jesus christ jesus did not mean that eternal life is knowing about god knowledge of god comes through experience and so that's how they open up and then the next paragraph it says you will never be satisfied just to know about god as he reveals himself to you throughout the bible god took the initiative to reveal himself to people by experience frequently when god revealed himself to a person that person gave god a new name or described him in a new way in scripture and so that's how henry blackaby and claude king start the chapter and then it goes on to say for the hebrew a person's name represented his character or described his nature this is why we frequently see new names or titles used for god following an event where a bible character experienced god to know god by name required a personal experience of his presence and then another part that stood out in chapter one the scripture is a record of god's revelation of himself to man each of the many names of god is a part of the revelation so then they go into the lord will provide um an example from genesis 22 1 through 18 where um it says god was in the process of developing abraham's character to be the father of a nation god said abraham's faith and obedience um put put abraham's faith and obedience to the test by asking him to sacrifice his son of promise isaac this brought abraham to a crisis of belief he had to decide what he really believed about god up until this time abraham had known god by experience as god almighty now god was requiring abraham to walk in with him by faith and then on the way up the mountain 
to the place of sacrifice, Isaac asked his dad, Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? In verse 7. Abraham replied to him by saying, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. Abraham made an adjustment of his life and acted on his belief that God was his provider. He obeyed God. Abraham named that place after the God he had just come to know by experience. He named the place the Lord will provide. Abraham came to an intimate knowledge of God that day through the experience of God as his provider. This is how we also come to know God ourselves as they um, share here in the book. God reveals himself to us through our experience of him at work in our lives. We can know about God as a provider as we read this story about Abraham. However, we really come to know God as provider when we experience him as he has provided something in our own lives. So that's the first part of chapter one. Then we go over to page 12 in chapter one and it says another highlight here is that um, then it dawned on me that as long as God knew where I was, he could cause anybody in the world to know where I was. As long as he knew my need, he could place that need on the heart of anybody he chose. And so he um, began to give an example of how we know that God is the provider. He's all-knowing and um, he knows where we are and he knows how to touch someone's heart to give us something. And then a little bit further down on page 12, it says, The God who knows where we are in is is the God who can touch anybody anywhere and cause him or her to know where we are. And so we go into um, how I experience God as my provider. And he gave his example, but I wanted to share my example. So um, God has been my provider many, many, many times um, in situations that um, I may have thought weren't going to happen. He made a way. He he provided for me um, times where I had to walk away from a school and he made a way for a position immediately for me. And so um, that made me think of that. And so we go into the other part that the Lord is my banner, um, where he begins to give you an example of the different types of God's um, name based on the experience of the people that experienced him for themselves. And so the Lord is my banner. It says another experience in the scriptures reveal God's name as the Lord is my banner. Joshua and the Israelites were fighting the Amalekites. Moses was overseeing the battle from a nearby mountain. While he held his hands up to God, the Israelites were victorious. When he let his hands down, they began to lose. God defeated the Amalekites through, the, through Israel that day. And Moses built an altar and gave it the name, The Lord is My Banner. A banner is the standard that goes out in front of an army of a tribe or nation to indicate whom it represents. The Lord is my banner says, we are God's people. He is our God. Moses uplifted hands. 
gave constant glory to the living God. We are God's people. The Lord is our banner. And that's um, the scripture from Exodus 17, 8 through 15. So we have here, um, they begin with the Lord being our provider, the Lord being our banner, just a couple of examples. And then the last one he gives is the Lord, um, I am who I am. And so Black would be an um, example here is Moses also had an encounter with God where God revealed a personal name. When Moses was at the burning bush, he asked God, indeed, when, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Exodus, this is from Exodus 3 and 13. God responded, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. When God said, I am who I am, he was saying, I am the eternal one. I will be what I will be. He was saying, I am everything you will need. During the next four years, Moses came to know God ex uh, experientially as Jehovah or Yahweh, the great I am. God was everything Moses and Israel needed him to be. And so those are them experiencing God on their own not just being told about him being the i am but they actually experienced it and so as he summarizes the chapter uh, of chapter one of um experiencing god we um blackaby kind of sums up the chapter or ends it with the um subtitle a relationship not just a name and some of the hints that or the key things that he put here was so amazing and I and really enjoyed reading this chapter. He said, God reveals himself with purpose. He created you for a love relationship with himself. He is allowing you to come to know him by experience. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. So they will experience me based according to john 14 and 21 then a few other notes from this um ending part of the chapter he has worked in and around your life you could not know god as the comforter in sorrow unless you have experienced his comfort during a time of grief or sorrow because the hebrew name described a person's character or nature the name was closely associated with the person and his presence thus to call on one's name was to seek his presence acknowledging god's name amounts to recognizing god for who he is calling on his name indicates you are seeking his presence praising his name is praising him the psalmist said blessed are the people who know the joyful sound they walk O lord in the light of your countenance watch for times today to worship God through his names. His names represent his presence. And so experiencing God um, the way they did in the scriptures was pretty much his um, overall main idea here for chapter one. And then he summarizes it by giving us a little bit of homework. 
He said the names of God in scripture reveal something of his nature, activity, or character. You can, you can come to know God by experiencing at, at his initiative as he reveals himself to you. As you come to know him, you will want to express your praise, gratitude, and worship to him. To be reminded of some ways you may have come to know God by experience or by name, read through the following list. So there's a list of um, names of God, of how people came to know God by experience. And then Blackaby gives you a little bit of homework here where he asks you to spend some time worshiping God through his names and circling or highlighting those things that really you have experienced God for yourself. So that list is God is my witness, bread of life, comforter in sorrow, my hope, wonderful counselor, defender of widows, the strength of my salvation, faith and faithful and true, our father, a sure foundation, my friend, almighty God, God of all comfort, God who avenges me, God who saves me, our God, our head, head of the church, our help, my hiding place, a great high priest, holy one in your midst, righteous judge, king of kings, our life, light of life, Lord of lords, Lord of the harvest, mediator, our peace, prince of peace, my redeemer, refuge and strength, my salvation, my help, the good shepherd, Lord, my stronghold, my support, and good teacher. Those are just a list of things that he gave us to kind of think about. Have you experienced God in any of these areas? So I took it upon myself, of course, because I love books and I and I love this study of experiencing God. So I went on and I did it myself as well. And I made my list. Of course, all of them would be um, other than the widow and, um, most of them I would have been able to relate to. So I made my list and then I numbered them. Not that you can really number it, but what have you experienced the most? So my list, um, came out to be my number one was my hope. Number two was faithful and true. My friend, number three, number four was my redeemer. Number five, God of all comfort number six our peace and number seven refuge and strength and number eight comforter in sorrow number nine my help and number ten my support so of course again you can't really number them because they're all pretty equal but how often or more redeemer probably would have been more of a number one because um just the the, the salvation process that took place at first so then he um gives you some scriptures to relate to your list that you had to create and so that you can look back at the scriptures um to just remember god in that way and um worship him through that experience and so i went to um god my hope of course um because that was like my number one my hope and I, of course, I went and I looked up the definition of hope because I love words, um, even though we may think we know what it means. But sometimes looking at the um, the definition of it will illuminate um, more and give you a better revelation of God um, in that way. So I looked up the word hope and it says to look eagerly for, um, think that, think on for a long time, um, expect 
um, or think think long for or have an expectation for or look eagerly for. So when I'm hoping, I'm having an expectation, I'm longing for um, this person or this thing, okay? And so um, one of the verses that was given in Experiencing God, chapter 1, is was uh, Psalm 70, verses 4 and 5. And it simply says, Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. So if we would take and just put that definition in there. For you are my expectation. You are the one I look eagerly for. You are the one I long for. Oh, Lord God, you are my trust from my youth. So, of course, my hope was my number one because ever since I was a kid, I can remember longing and and knowing, um, having a longing for an expectation that there was someone greater than myself in this life, that there was someone, there's more to life than just me or my friends or my family. I longed, I hoped for, and ever since I can remember, the God, the eternal one, the, the living God. And so I, I chose that to be my first one. So um, as you do the study, if you choose to do the study of experiencing God on your own, um, I would just admonish you to go through those example scriptures. And also, you can also get a um, Thompson's Chain Study Bible where it gives you more examples of those particular scripture the experiencing god devotional gives you just one but then if you had um the cross-reference scriptures um either a treasury of scripture knowledge or thompson's chain they give you some more verses that you can look at so that was my first one god is my hope and then my other verse that i wanted to point out was um some 32 verse 7 and it says you are my hiding place you shall preserve me from trouble you shall surround me with the song of deliverance you are my hiding place you shall preserve me from trouble you shall surround me with songs of deliverance so the other thing one of the other top ones was God being my hiding place I just share with you all very candidly on the podcast that there have been times where I just had to retreat to God. I had to get away from just the the pain, the danger, the different things that I experienced in life and just retreat into the hiding place. And it also reminds me of Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. Um, to just get to the secret place. And it's like um, a place of refuge where you just can go there nobody no nothing can get to you when you get into the hiding place of God nothing and nobody can penetrate because God is almighty he is eternal he is the living God and so um that was one of my other number ones uh, at the top of my list that he alone is my hiding place and so I wanted to point that one out as well so him being my hope and my hiding place 
And then I had two more verses, of course, um, that just, just stuck out to me. And the other one was Colossians. Um, it is um, God being my peace. And it's found in Colossians um, chapter number one um, in verses 20. And of course, I'll read it in context down to 23. So it says, um, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his the blood of his cross and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight verse 23 if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every creature under heaven of which i paul became a minister so back to verse 20 and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross so i chose peace because the definition here when i look up peace as i did with hope um it means freedom, harmony, contentment, tranquility, and stillness. He made peace, no longer um, anxiety, no longer chaos, no longer confusion. It says that having made peace through the blood of his cross. When I came to Christ, I came to know the true peace that has ever been and that word just stands out to me because I just remember prior to coming to Christ, prior to um, becoming a Christian, becoming saved and submitting to his lordship of my life, there was chaos all around me. There was chaos, confusion, and everything. And, and this verse here in Colossians just helps me to know that he, I was reconciled from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of of his marvelous son and and in and, and the kingdom of light of god and so i was i'm no longer in the the chaos and the and the confusion of the world but in the peace of god that only god can give because there's only one true peace and that's in christ jesus we can't find peace we we make false peace or a peace that may we might think last for just a little while but true peace comes from God. When the world is going crazy around you and everybody stopped believing in God and all this other stuff start happening around you, we can find refuge and know that the peace of Jesus surpasses all understanding. And I am a living witness of that where there have been times where things just go crazy all around me. But his peace has kept me and even keeps me still so that's one of my other um ones that i chose and then the final one that i chose um had to do with all oh, his 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 radiance and just who he is and that was in revelation 19 um verse 11 it says now i saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true faithful and true 
In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He, uh, he was clothed with a robe, um, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So here that this verse gives me a few of them that um Blackaby lists as how have you experienced God? King of Kings and Lord of Lords, faithful and true, and just his just pure um holiness, his pure holiness and him being the word of God. And the one that was um stood out was the faithful and true um because even just reading that verse, we know, um, figuratively speaking, there's a picture being painted that Christ alone is the truth. Um, and he has been faithful to show himself mighty in the earth, whether people accept it or not. We know that he is faithful and true and that someday that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's no other way but through Christ Jesus. And so with him being faithful and true, we know that there is no other religion. Everything else is religion and there is only one relationship. God is not religion but he's relationship. There are many, many, many man-made things and man-made religions, but there's only one God and his name is faithful and true. So thank you all for listening to my beginning of my book study of Experiencing God by Henry T. Blackaby and Claude B. King. Tune in um, the opposite week. So it'll be every other week for as we study through experiencing God and then we will choose another one um, to begin to study and in between that we will do um, Agents of Hope interviews and so thank you all for listening I pray that this first lesson of experiencing God bless you um, just know that we experience God day by day by putting our trust in him Allow him to lead our lives and not us leading our own. And we begin to see his works take place in us. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for experiencing God, experiencing you, Lord God, day by day. As the writer of this text says, God. We thank you for the the stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all of those that experience you for themselves. But most of all, God, help us to experience you on our own. 
Help us to put our trust in the living God so that we will know you personally and the power of your resurrection and the power of your might and you, the eternal living one. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. Amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Please tune in every Thursday to this broadcast to hear our book study and also our Agents of Hope interviews. Then we will have on Saturday mornings, Building Literacy and True Identity, where we dig into the word, break it apart for ourselves so that we might know the truth and the truth of God will set us free. And we will take the identity of Christ that he placed on the inside of us from the beginning. In Jesus' name, thank you all for listening. Be blessed and continue to hope in Christ.